prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman on their new show, The Long Way Up. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. This is a fun one today, guys. This is uh, a pair of gentlemen who go way back, lifelong friends. Maybe not lifelong, but they've known each other for, I think, a good 20 years or so. Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman. You obviously know Ewan McGregor as one of the most talented, charming actors on the planet. Charlie Borman, uh, a great talent in his own right. He's done a bunch of travel shows. He is an actor, a, uh, comes from a great lineage. His father, the great director John Borman. Uh, Charlie and Ewan met on a film when Charlie was acting way back when. Their friendship was cemented with their love of motorcycles, and they have... Um, built on that over the years with a series of adventures, and uh, they've been documented in really uh, fine fashion with these uh, these long way series. The new one is on Apple TV+, and I really enjoyed these shows. Uh, this one is their trip from the tip of South America up through uh, all the way up to California, and it is uh, a really fun adventure show, a, docu- uh, a document of their friendship, a travelogue. Uh, it has a great environmental message. They rode on motorcycle on, on electric motorcycles this go round, and um, you know if you just want to hang out with two really charming fellows on this great road trip, especially while we're all by and large cooped up in our apartments and houses. Um, I found this show, The Long Way Up, to be a great escape. It's on app, on Apple TV Plus right now, and uh, I, I watched it all and, and had a blast with it. This was a, a conversation that was a lot of fun because I have a, I have a bit of a history with Ewan McGregor, and uh, it's it's a pretty personal one, as, as I mentioned in the conversation. Um, way back when, Ewan, who is one of my wife's uh, favorite actors, um, helped in a way— Helped not in a way he really did help with my uh, engagement to my wife. Um, I asked him as a favor a long time ago to kind of record a special message for my wife that was a part of the uh, engagement process. She thankfully said yes, and we are very happily married ever since. And um, so you know, I always I always like to remind you of that whenever I see him over the years. He's always very charming and sweet about it. And on this go round, which was of course taped over Zoom. Um, you and kindly, not to not to ruin the surprise, doesn't have to be a surprise, it's kind of just fun to know, uh, at a certain point he mentioned, wait, is your wife around? I've never met your wife in all these years. So, yes, I dragged the wife into the call, I dragged her in uh, to meet Ewan McGregor virtually on this in this conversation, and it's a, it's a cute moment later on, so stay tuned for that. Um, in addition to this long conversation about Charlie and Ewan's adventures throughout the years of, uh, of exploring the world via motorcycle, uh, of course I had to hit up Ewan about the Obi-Wan TV series, which is going to be for Disney. They're shooting it next year. Some interesting little tidbits in there that are worth checking out if you're a Star Wars fan like me. Anytime Ewan McGregor talks Star Wars, let alone returning to the character of Obi-Wan, that is worth paying attention to. And um, his story of donning the Obi-Wan garb again. Yeah, he's been in costume, guys. He's He's been in costume for the first time in many, many years for camera tests. Um, 
that definitely got me excited for the series that will be shot in the near future. Can't wait for that. Um, other things to mention. New episode of Stir Crazy, my Comedy Central series uh, up on Comedy Central's YouTube and Facebook pages. Really hysterical conversation. Is it even a conversation? It was like a, a rambling series of asides with the great Eric Andre. Eric Andre, who you may know from the Eric Andre show and his stand-up, um, a really uh, out there in the best possible way comic talent. I'd never had the, the pleasure of talking to him. And this uh, chat for Stir Crazy, this episode, is uh, if you're an Eric Andre fan, if you like kind of out there crazy comedy, you'll dig this episode of Stir Crazy. Um, also got a chance to catch up for MTV with Dylan O'Brien. If you're a Teen Wolf fan, or if you're a Dylan O'Brien fan, that's a really uh, cool, fun conversation. Um, had a chance to also talk to Adam Brody for MTV. He's got a new movie called The Kid Detective, which is really great. Um, that was a fun kind of reunion. I hadn't talked to Adam in many years. Both of those conversations, you can, if you check out my social channels, Joshua Horowitz, or if you just go to MTV News's YouTube page, you should be able to check those out. So keeping busy, guys, you know, while the world uh, tries to deal with COVID, it is crazy times. Numbers are up uh, across the country. We got to be vigilant. We got to wear masks. We got to observe social distancing. Do not let up, guys. Um, I know we're all getting stir crazy, but um, the health of our friends and family and loved ones depend on our conscientious behavior. So Please wear a mask, be socially distant, don't be stupid. Um, and and we're, of course, also in the home stretch here in the U.S. heading into the election. And I will just say, guys, if you think your vote doesn't matter, you're dead wrong. Last election was decided on very few votes. We have to win. You know who I'm referring to when I say we. <laughs> the folks that are going to restore democracy to the United States. Vote Biden and Harris. And um, let's not only win, let's make it a landslide if possible. Let's make this a, a, a giant sweeping um, mandate against the totalitarian um, dictator, would-be dictator that we have in Mr. Donald Trump. Um, yeah, I'm not going to not gonna hide my feelings about that one so but this is an important time guys so please 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 uh make your vote uh, your uh, vote be heard this is this is the most important election of our lives and i know it's said on every election but this time it's true um all right off my soapbox and back to entertaining you guys hopefully with this conversation with the stars of the long way up here is my conversation with ewan mcgregor and charlie Ford. Charlie Ewan, we are gathered here, uh, New York, London, Los Angeles. This is real. This is the United Nations. The world's coming together to support your show today. Thanks for being with me. Thanks for having us yeah. on, Josh. Um, I would be remiss. I always feel compelled to mention this, Ewan, and I don't know how many marriage proposals you've been a part of over the years, but I want it on record on my Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. Charlie, your buddy here helped me propose marriage 14 years ago. Oh, my God, that's right. Oh, wow. You told me this before, haven't you? Did you? It, this was back way back when at the, the Miss Potter junket, and you, of course, are <laughs> that's that's where mo that's where love is born, as you know, you and it's all coming flooding back. This, that's right, Miss Potter, 
press and, junket London. And and you uh, you yes you helped uh, broker this this marriage with my wife. I have the I have the Moulin Rouge poster literally in my kitchen right next to me, still still hanging. So thank you again. <laughs> no, you're very welcome. Well, I'm glad to hear well, you still it's all still going strong. That's great. Oh no, it, it, it broke up long ago. That's the sad part. No, yeah, no, <laughs> we're very happy. We're very happy together. Well, you never know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just a good story. Years is a long time. This is true. A good story with a sad ending. No, no, we're very happy. And, and thanks as always, you and and uh, Charlie, it's a pleasure to meet you today. I'm, I'm really a fan of, of what you guys have done over the years. And I was thrilled when I heard you guys were bringing the, the, the band back together for this. Um, it surprised me. It had been so long. I don't know about you, but like it, it didn't re I didn't realize there had been such a gap. But I guess I guess life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, was the plan always to, to get back together for another another adventure? And, and what took so long? Um, well, I think um, uh, I'll, I'll answer this you so you can finish your sandwich. Thank okay. you. Yeah, I've got uh, just one, right, one just, more mouthful left. I'm there for you. Um, but the yeah, um, I, I suppose it was we 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 we've, we've been talking about this a little bit um, uh, over the last number of days, and and uh, you know, <clears throat> I think um, you know it's been about twelve years since 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 the last one, and and and, and as Ewan says, you know, we we when we finished. Long way down, we you and moved to the states. I was I was over here, and and we both got just busy with 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 work and life, and we were both both making. William was making movies. I was making some TV shows, and and, and then you and actually, funny enough, he moved to America and spent most of his time over here making movies. <laughs> and um, but but he, he, while he was here, I was away doing other stuff, so we kept missing each other. And then you know, we, I, I think we just sort of moved along in sort of parallel kind of thing but just just not really connecting properly and then um uh and then back a little a few years ago i managed to smash myself to pieces and and um uh and then you and um got in contact again i think ollie um rang him and said look this is what's happened and and then and then you and said you know you said but you know it's, it's crazy that that we this great friendship and we haven't sort of connected so we kind of reconnected with this crash and I happened to be stuck in my house in London I wasn't going anywhere for a, a good couple of years and um, and then you and came over and we, we kind of reconnected and as, as best friends do you just sort of pick up where you left off and, sure. and, and we just sort of carried on exactly where we left off which was talking about motorbikes and pretty much not much else really and and um, and, and then you know we, you know the idea we'd always said there would be a third one but but you know we never said when or and it kind of came about. And then we got Russ and Dave over, who are our business partners and producers. And uh, we said, look, we think, it's, we think it's a good idea, a good time. And then Russ mentioned about, uh, he said, oh, we, we were talking about maybe, you know, doing something different, but how are we going to make this different? And Russ suggested, what about going electric? And, and, and it kind of rocketed from there, didn't it, Ewan? It did, yeah. We, we, um... We were inspired to start thinking about that and um, exploring it, and we did a look quite a lot of research about electric bikes. And um, yeah, we uh, we went back and forward like it was it was a real up and down thing, like a yo-yo. One day we were like, "Well, maybe it'd be quite exciting. We could try it." And I don't think anyone's done it before. And the next day we were like, "What are we kidding? This is a crazy idea. Like, there's no there's nowhere to charge them. We're going to get so the whole thing's going to be about charging these bikes." Well, to be fair, it was a crazy idea. Watching, I've watched half the series, and right. and it's a nice balance of like a travel show and yeah, this was a crazy idea. <laughs> and my, yeah. my God, this is a this is a tough road to to, to figure out, but you did, you managed. Yeah, 
I mean, the nice thing about them, Long Way Round, Long Way Round was our first one in 2004, and we rode from London to New York. So we left London and we headed east, and we went across Europe and then into uh, Slovakia and um, the Czech Republic, Ukraine, Russia, Kazakhstan, Mongolia, Siberia, Far Eastern Russia, Alaska, Canada, America. And um, we didn't really know what we were doing, but that was the point. The point was we just... We wanted to try it. We were inspired by this amazing book called Jupiter's Travels, written by a guy that we know now, um, Ted Simon, who did a round-the-world trip in, in um, the 70s on a triumph. And um, because we didn't know what we were doing, we just, we just believed, Charlie and I, that we should just shoot it and we just let the experience of doing the journey be whatever it is and, right. and shoot it and document it for real and not, not try and impose anything or plan anything and... It, it it worked out really well. So it's not like you say, it's not really a bike thing. It's not, I mean, it's, it's not bike centric. It's not travel. It's not a travel show. It's, it's just like the journey and, and people feel like they can get to come along on the ride with us, which is what's it, lovely about it. I it think. does. It struck me watching it that it really, it's about a number of things, but at, at its heart, I really feel like it is about friendship. It's about camaraderie yeah. and about this sure. relationship between the two of you. That's, evolved over what nearly 25 years i also frankly appreciate I mean, this is like a, a pet peeve about reality shows sometimes I, I hate it when they don't acknowledge the production that like yeah. what goes into it and i love that you guys like obviously your crew is is kind of part of the family now a lot of these people were on yeah. the initial journey with you um but to, to the point about you and charlie i i'd love to trace back a little bit because because funnily enough now that you've done this a few times over a number of years this has become like your before sunrise. This is your like up series. Like this chronicles your guys like you know maturing and like your different stages of your life. And these are these are funny kind of markers of your of your lives. Um, when you look back at your relationship and how it formed, which I believe was on a film set, what uh, what was your point of connection at first? What did you guys bond over? <laughs> we better not well, say it, really. <laughs> well, no, yeah. And now we're going to the good think, stuff. There was a watershed and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it was but the early know, 90s, I'm... after all. Um, what did we bond <laughs> <Yeah>. over? <laughs> but, it was actually, we, we um, because cause obviously, we, you know, I knew of Ewan when, 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 when we started the movie and, 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 you know, I was really excited to work with him on a, on, on a movie. And then, and then I found out that, that, that he rode motorbikes. And then, so of course my respect just rocketed even more <laughs> then, you know, I liked the guy even before I met him, but then I really liked the guy knowing about the bikes. And I, I and I heard he had a, a, a Motor Guzzi Le Mans. Thank you, and, uh, that's right. And he, uh, and so when we, when we met up at the, at the film set, we, we met up at this, in this pub, we were in Ireland, in uh, Six Mile Bridge, uh, um, Casey's, I think it was. And, um, and we met, you know, to, to meet all the crew and everybody and the, and, and the actors. And, and, and my first conversation with Ewan was, was, was about motorbikes. And, and, and we both just had our, our first child, um, Dune and Clara. And and, um, and and we just had we had a lot in common and we, we, we kept talking and we became friends on the film and, and then we kept talking afterwards and, 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 and we did all sorts of stuff together. We did we did track days together. We did, you know, little adventures together. There was a whole posse of us. There was, you know, uh, there was a Roy and, and Paul and, and, a, and a bunch Paul. of us. Biker Paul, yeah. It's so funny that we're, that we're all bikers and yet we call Paul Biker Paul. Like, I was going to say. Why do we call <laughs> him Biker an, Paul? Is that, is that an ironic name or oh. is he like the ult ultimate biker in the group? Well, no. 
no, but I, I think by, because I've still got him in my phone um, uh, as Biker Paul, and, and so and, and so I don't That's know. Why. I don't know. I don't know if it was that or or I think or, it must or be we that. called him Biker Paul, and then I put it in my phone as Biker Paul. But 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 so we all did that, and then you and I got involved in a bit of a race team, and we kind of involved with that and in the British Superbikes, and we we did the, we did all sorts of sort of stuff like that, and then then you know and then as Ewan said that this was this was really it came sort of from Ewan really really was the uh was the trip we were looking to do a bigger journey yeah and we thought we'd go down to uh the south of Spain meet our wives and and and, and have a holiday and then ride back and then um and then Ewan came up with this idea <laughs> so it's all your fault Ewan as <laughs> I'm waving my pen at you <laughs> Ewan when you look back because I mean you obviously like you're a much different guy than you were way back then yet this this relationship has has changed I mean or hasn't changed in many respects I mean do you look back at that you and that that first met Charlie as a much different guy or at, at its core are you guys essentially the same wild gentleman from the early 90s I think there's parts of us that are very different parts of us are exactly the same it's it's uh it's just the nature of growing older. I mean, I, I remember exact, I remember the moment that we met. It's odd. I remember turning around and you were, you approached me and you told me that you were playing, I can't remember the name of the character you were playing in the piece, but because it's so long ago, but you said, I'm playing, I'm Charlie, I'm playing that role. I was like, oh, nice to meet you. And then we started talking about more bikes. And, um, but I remember it, like seeing you for the first time, like that, that, I don't think it was in cases yet. I think we were in a, it was like oh. in a hotel or something, or a restaurant or something. It was like a upstairsy place or something. Anyway, we ended up spending most of our time in Paddy Casey's, which was a pub um, nearby. And that side of me has changed a lot. You know, I don't, uh, then I was, we were drinking and whatever else right. all the time. And now I don't do any of that. I haven't done any of that for a long, long time. Um, so that part of my life is very different. But our, our, our relationships sort of grown and morphed into this, yeah, through the race team and through doing track days together and this bunch of characters who we would ride with and but into doing the first trip and then that's changed that changed everything because we we went through like I said about Long Way Around we didn't know what we were doing we were experiencing it all for the first time yeah and also we were trying to make a, a documentary out of it or a film out of it or something and so all of the ups and downs on that and um the challenges of trying to make a film and also just the challenges of trying to do that that was in many ways, the most challenging trip, I think, in terms of the riding and stuff. Um, we did it all together. And so by the time we finished that trip, we had this bond that we don't, we don't have with anyone else in the world, you know, yeah, except right. for Claudio, in fact, our cameraman, Claudio, is, <laughs> is the only other person who's, we, all, we three. Yeah, you survived that mad adventure together, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. then again, Charlie, that's not actually true because Claudio had to go back to get his motorcycle license. Do you remember when we were, with the Ukrainian he lied. he lied about his, uh, he, when we met him, he said, do you ride motorbikes to me? He, and he goes, yeah, yes, I ride motorbikes, absolutely. <laughs> this, and, and, um, and- It wasn't true. And then, and, and then when, when we were getting really close to leaving, he comes up to us and he says, I, you know, he says, um, you know, the thing is, um, <clears throat> I've I just been looking on my, on my, on my driving license and, and for some reason, the motorbike license bit has disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Strange how that works. And his mum sending his mum sending his yes. Swedish Swiss passport over, passport. and it was all oh, bollocks. It was all <laughs> rubbish. And and and, so, and then and then and then he, he failed it twice. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the that finally in uh, was it where where, where we were in, in in Czech Republic or somewhere like that, and he he had to fly home to take yeah. it again. I mean, well, the pressure just before just before we went, he took it the first time. Yeah, and then we got a call, and we were filming. I think David was filming us because you know it was part of the story. We we're filming everything, so so Claudio's off doing his bike test. We get a call from him, and we're filming us, and he says, "I failed." <laughs> We're like, what? we thought he was joking. We're like, yeah, fuck off. And he was like, no, I really, I failed. And we're like, our our cameraman guy, our biker cameraman, but is not going to be able to. So they literally trailered his bike through some some of it he rode, but he wasn't insured in some of the countries because he didn't have a license. So he he flew back, and it was the day that we met this crazy character in Ukraine called Igor. And um, we got stopped for speeding it by the by by in a, in a police check in the Ukraine, and it was like just set up in the middle of absolutely nowhere, and it was just purely to get for the police to fleece travelers of money. So you're riding along, there's no town, there's no build up of any people, and suddenly it's a thirty mile an hour zone or something, and you didn't see yeah, the sign right. they hid it behind a tree, and, and, and then I don't think the gun even worked, did it? I mean. Well, uh, it's, it's, so he did, but we got, we sort of talked our way out of it. And this nice guy said, we're, you know, he was asking where we're staying. And we told him we were heading to this town. We might stay in a hotel. And he was, he, he, he went, no, 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 no. And he made this thing with his hands where he, he, he made this sort of mime of being bitten by lots of bugs. He said, don't stay in the hotel like this. So he said, you'll get bed bugs. So we, we didn't. He said, come back here, six o'clock, six o'clock. So we got back. We met him at six o'clock. And uh, he led, he said, follow me. He jumped in his police car and we followed him. Now, we have no idea who this guy is, where we're going. We don't know anything. We're just following a police car through this very small town in, in, in Western Ukraine, Eastern Ukraine, I think. And um, it takes us through this town, right to, right to the middle of this little town to where there's a, like a television shop, a, a, an electrical appliance shop. They sell vacuum cleaners and TVs and fridges and microwaves. And outside the shop, it looks like extras casting for some mob movie like there's all these guys in leather jackets and pinstripe suits and it looks like sort of the like a b movie a b mafia movie and then they sort of part and this guy comes out who i swear looks like a young robert de niro with a great big black mustache <laughs> he's igor and he he just jumps in his bmw and he says ah he waves follow me follow me so now we're the policeman's gone now we're following this guy we don't know who he is or why we're following him and we get up to the gates of this big house in a rather poor neighborhood, but this is not a poor house that we're at. There's two guys with leather jackets on the gate who open it. And we ride in after this guy's car and, and he gets out and he goes, welcome, welcome my friends, welcome. This house is your house. And we're looking at each other going, what the hell? And we're really hot and sweaty. And he takes us up into his house, gives us a room. And he says, this is your room, this house tonight, this house is your house. <laughs> and so we go downstairs, we're sitting, we get a shower, we're sitting down with him and all these guys start coming in and I'm sitting opposite Charlie. A guy comes in behind me and Charlie just leans forward and he goes, he's taking off his gun. And I went, what? He said, he's taking off his gun. And I turn around and this guy who's just come in is taking off his shoulder, his, his pistol harness from under his suit. And we are like, what the hell? And then the more it went on, we realized we were in the, maf we were in the head mafia guy of the town's house. 
This is really oh. who runs the town, not the police. Oh my gosh. Igor runs this town. But it yeah. was, oh no, yes, definitely <laughs> Igor runs the town. But I, I, I have to say after that, that it was like, it, it was, there were two feelings. It was, part of us was so relieved to actually be leaving the place and thinking, oh, you know, it was that sense of like such relief. And the other side of it was, was that we were slightly sad because he was such an amazing character. And after dinner, he came downstairs holding a Kalashnikov and a guitar, he says, make love, not war. <laughs> and then start singing this incredible song. And, yeah. and oh, it was just extraordinary. And the whole thing was fantastic. But those are the, and those are the bits that, that people, I suppose, look, you know, that's the bits that you remember the most, sure. the bits you're most terrified about. And then you sort of have hysterical laughter afterwards because there's, I think there's a relief of, of tension or whatever it is. And you know, you're laughing away because you just think, oh, thank God, we've got past this, you know. I hope you have uh, Mafia Igor in your phone right next to Biker Pete, just as a... <laughs> <laughs> Mafia um, Igor. They put on this big, he got, they put on this big feast for us and they had like everybody from that town who- You should then, not be alive, they all you should be dead. They have this big feast and at one point, I saw the guy who came in with the pistol, took Charlie outside and we were chatting away and 10 minutes later, there was some gunshots rang out. And we, I, was with, I was with Cranky, Jimmy Cranky and I went, fucking Charlie, I just for a minute, I thought Char Charlie's been shot. He's been, he's taken Charlie outside to shoot him. That's what I thought. And we ran outside and they're in the garage looking at the motorbikes and this guy's literally got a smoking gun in his hand and, he was just so drunk on vodka that he took his pistol out at some point, shot it up in sure, the air. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> it was bizarre. I, I was sitting there because because I was outside having a cigarette uh, because because you could you could you weren't allowed to smoke in the house, but you could have a an Uzi or a machine gun in the house, but you couldn't smoke. So we're just standing outside, and I'm sitting there with this cigarette in my mouth, and he's got this gun out and he's shooting this gun and these cartridges are hitting the side of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking around. And then Ewan comes in and goes, geez, I thought they'd killed you. <laughs> anyway. Oh, oh my God. These are the stories. This is why you do these adventures. That's amazing. I, yeah, there's, yeah. No real, there's no real segue to this, but I do want to mention, because this has been a, 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 a kind of a focus on a podcast, especially in recent months, that we're all looking for escape or comfort. And I should add that this show was, it has been an amazing escape for me, you know, in the confines of my apartment that I barely left this last six months to be kind of on these adventures with you. It's perfect. Um, but on the note of, of film being a comfort, and I, I take it you both enjoy film given your professions and your backgrounds. Um, I asked you both for some comfort movies that you found. Oh yeah. That, yeah. You've, that you've had comfort in over the years and you both had interesting picks. Um, I, I, I'd be curious just to hear, like, maybe let's, let's start with you, Ewan. You chose one that I, I literally have not seen probably since I was 10 years old. So tell me tell me why you chose what you did and, and what, what source of comfort you derived from it. Just when I, when I got I got texted yesterday asking this question, like, is there a film that you'd like to say as a comfort movie? And it was the, the first thing that came in my head was this film Breaking Away that I watched, I don't know how many hundreds of times when I was a kid. I, I loved it so much. I love it to this day, I love it. And, it. and it really is that for me. I put it on, I almost know every line of dialogue. I feel like I know all the characters in it. It's really, it's really a special movie. And it was about a guy on a, on a it's about a guy who's a cyclist who, yeah. in um, India, is it in Indiana? It is. And, yeah. um, 
he just he loves cycling. His heroes are the Italian cyclists, and he sort of speaks in Italian all the time and pretends to be Italian. And he just um, he he loves cycling, and there's great sequences of him out training on his bicycle. And uh, I used to. That's how I grew up, and that's probably why when I was a kid, I just spent all my time on my bicycle, like to, to, you know, to get to from my house to my best mate Eric's house was a good 15 minute cycle or, or on the on the road and over the top of this hill on a dirt track and stuff. And that was it, it was like bombing around on my bicycle. And I've never, I've never changed, I'm still doing the same shit now. I, just I do like the idea of like, like a seven year old, you know, Ewan McGregor growing up in Scotland, like watching a film about four kids in Indiana yeah. <laughs> coming of age and yet you yes. connected because I mean, not to connect everything to Star Wars, but like, you know, Star Wars is about a kid that wants to leave, wants to go right. on an adventure. That's what a lot of yeah. the great stories are that I think we connect with. Yeah. yeah, I love the characters in it. Quaid's in it, Dennis Quaid's in it, yep. it's brilliant. And, and the, the, he, falls, he falls in love with this, this this, the town is, he's the, they're all the sons of stonecutters. So they're sort of working class kids and there's a college town and there's this, there's this rivalry between the college kids who, who really are a bunch of idiots, really. And then these, these grounded working class kids who are, who are the sons of working men, but they're all in the year after high school. They're not working men yet, but they just, they like the identity of being cutters. And the dad says at one point, you're not cutters, we're cutters. But this, the dad's very funny and he's a used car salesman now and his son just messes. It's just a brilliant film. I don't know, I love everything about it. He falls in love with this girl who's a college student, sort of out of his, league and pretends to be Italian to her. And he and then there's this great moment at the end where he has to, where he comes clean and he tells her he's not he's not Italian and he's a he's a cutter, you know, and she slaps him. But I was so in love with her. She's so beautiful, this girl, you know, I was so in love with her. It's, well. it's a lovely film. It's a, yeah, as you said, and a great ensemble of young actors, many who went on to great things, including yeah. uh, Jackie Rohaley and Daniel Stern, and you mentioned that exactly. Dennis Christopher's in the lead, and directed by Peter Yates, we should mention that. Yeah, um, fantastic. Char Charlie, you chose something a little more recent that it's been on my list for a while that I haven't seen. Can you tell us wh why you, you chose seen what it? You did? Uh, I well, know. The, I, the, I chose um, I chose a film called um, Untouchable or Untouchable, which is a French film, and uh, it's it's based on a true story about this guy who's paralyzed. Uh, from the from the neck down, C five, and uh, and you know he can't do anything, and 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 he very he's he's very rich, um, and and so he can have carers. He's you know very lucky in that way, but but they all treat him a little bit like in a in a as a third party, and, and I I kind of got I understand that that kind of thing. I spent quite a bit of time in a wheelchair as well, and 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 he was just looking for somebody to treat him normally, right like a normal person and, and and i mean i remember being uh wheeled down to to the local coffee shop with my wife wheeling me in a wheelchair and meeting meeting someone on the street who they know and and they'd be talking to ollie and they'd be saying so how's charlie <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm down here and you go, oh hello charlie how that's are you insane. oh my god you know, terrible, and, and so so i kind of anyway but but and and i'm a little bit dyslexic so so actually very dyslexic so I don't really watch uh subtitled films and, and and anyway there's this it's this true movie about this guy and this this relationship that forms between the carer and him and they and he treats him normally and 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 they just have this incredible adventure together and he he helps this guy come out of his shell again and 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 and, and have a life again 
and uh, and then he comes from a a, a a difficult background and he learns and, and gets a life as well and 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 i love the fact that it's a you know it's a true story it's beautifully filmed incredibly mm. well acted um it, and and it was the it's the I, I remember my wife asked me said you know come and see this film you'll love it and um i said oh, it's you know it's, it's it's subtitles i don't want to watch it anyway i sat down in the cinema on the king's road you know the uh the curzon on the king's road and 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 i, I watched this movie and, and it it finished and, and I just sat there and I was mesmerized by the whole thing and and it was the first time I'd ever really watched a movie where I just wanted to sit in the cinema and if they were going to play it immediately again I would happily right. watch the whole movie again uh, I, I, I loved it I loved love that film. feeling amazing that's a great pick thank you for reminding me that it was on my list and somehow it passed me you must by. see it I, I no, will I definitely movie. will um, it, it reminds me the way you were talking about sort of like that focus of like losing yourself in something and in kind of the opposite way, something that struck me as I was watching episodes the last few days of your show is there is nary a moment in the series where you guys are staring at a phone, that where you're on your iPhone, where you're scrolling through Instagram, where you're like, and that is life nowadays. And it feels like, I don't know if some of that was cut out because obviously you're going to be on your phone some of the time. But like, it seems like you guys really, and I admire this because I, I have like, I feel like I have ADD even when I'm on vacation and I can't stop looking at the phone. This was a true escape. You're still able to escape and, and find um, enjoying the moment, enjoying the three months of moments. Is that, is that easy for you in, in these times to still switch off and kind of be in the moment or has that become more difficult or, or what? I think, um, that, uh, yeah, we, I was on the phone a lot speaking to my partner Mary back at home that's what yeah. I used my phone for and then we had it on the handlebars using it for our you know navigation and bits and bobs to do with the trip but like I would say three years ago I I got rid of uh, social media altogether I stopped doing um, Twitter and Instagram uh, because it was just a, 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 a it was a big change in my life and I was being bombarded with um, bullshit from people who don't know who I am or don't know anything about my life and um, I just, I just, I just switched it off one day, and deleted it. And I've never <laughs> been more relieved in my life. It's just such a relief. I've got so much time back, and I, um, I don't miss anything about it. I feel like the people that uh, I'm, I, I, am still in touch with. Like I think there's that fear you won't be in touch with people. But the truth is, mm. you'll be in touch with the people that you're meant to be in touch with. You know, and yeah. uh, and and if you're not in touch with some other people, it's because. They, maybe don't mean as much to you anyway you know then so i don't miss it at all is there charlie? any yeah charlie uh for, yeah no i mean i, I i'm I, I i found recently i think during lockdown and stuff i seem to uh of been on it a bit more and um and i noticed that my children and my wife started to mention that you know you're always looking at your phone and uh and then I kind of, this is all the last sort of six months, and, and I kind of looked at, back at myself and I, I kind of noticed myself, you know, in the middle of dinner, you know, having a conversation, and suddenly I pick up the phone and be looking at the phone for absolutely no reason, really, just looking at the phone. And so yeah. I've, I've made a real conscious effort not to, not to do that. I mean, the phone, as you and said on the trip, was super helpful. You know, we would, we would decide to go to some town, some little tiny village, you could you could look look at that village and you you would you would put in as a as a as a as a as a search you know uh, youth hostel or or B and B or something like that and and it was incredible every single 
ethos and B&B would come up in that town. So as a, as a, as a, as a traveling tool, it was fantastic, but, but we didn't, we didn't post anything. We didn't, we didn't do anything on the, on the trip like that. And it was, I, I liked it. And, uh, but most of the time you and I, we, 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 we had comms and most of the time we just talked absolute gibberishy rubbish <laughs> the whole time. I mean, I, I, hours and hours oh. of, of chatting away and, and, and some of the conversations just went, we had one day where we, where we, we spoke about th this is where trolls, um, no, um, well not trolls, one of those little, um, yeah, uh, troll. cabbage patch trolls. Trolls, yes, yeah. Trolls so came from like, those little. We went through these huge fields of cactus first and, and you'd be riding along and just all along the hillside and run down the valley, they're just, and thousands of cactus standing and it and the after in your sort of i don't know what happens there's some some sort of meditation of riding all day long it was as if there was thousands of people standing on the hillsides watching yeah. it go by and we sort of came up with this idea that they were they were sort of they were in communication with all the other cactus in the world and the cactus were all talking to each other saying oh there's those two idiots on the electric bikes going by there yeah and it, but yeah. then it became sort of like we felt like we were being looked after by these cactus. Yeah. We were totally sober doing this trip. I just would like to follow up this comment by saying we were not high in any way. We were just say, yeah. high on life, you know. And then we passed this through this passage where there was all these tufty grass things. Like, but they were, it was like trolls hair coming out of the ground. And we came up with these other, these huge histories of these societies of yeah. trolls that, that lived. <laughs> it was madness. It was such I just, just talking just absolutely rubbish and that was one of the wonderful parts of it was 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 you know and i think a lot of it and i think people who ride bicycles or or, or go along or, or or hikes or walks or, or or have these these passions that 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 people have horse riding or or, or motorcycling whatever it is you know you you on these long journeys one of the wonderful things is that is that you do have a lot of time and i think people have experienced this during when people were sort of locked down in their houses as well, suddenly everybody was forced to 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 stop, yeah. and 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 you did have sort of time. And 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 what's lovely is is you put your helmet on, you got the open road, and then you know, often your mind um, uh, wanders, and 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 you and you think about things you haven't thought about for a long time. And 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 I, I remember I lost my sister Talsha to to cancer. Uh, 20, 25 years ago or, or, or so. And, and, you know, and because life was so busy at the time, we just had new children and, you know, you just got on with life. You never really had time to, to really think about that. And, and, and I remember on, on one of the, on the first trip we did, I remember, you know, her, she came into my mind a lot on that trip because we had time. And I kind of, I was able to sort of grieve for her again a little bit and, yeah. and, and stuff and you know, spoke about it to you. And, and I remember there was one lovely moment when we were near the sort of, I think we were in Chile and uh, we came around this corner, it'd been raining and, and, and we just come over this mountain pass, which was quite difficult and foggy and rainy, it was cold and towards the end of the day. And we came around and there were these double, this double rainbow. And, and Ewan piped up and said, oh, Charlie, look, it looks, I think Telsha's, Chelsea's looking after us oh and he suddenly this came up from, and, and it was lovely that you know that you and I have that connection and that he was thinking about my sister at that yeah. time as well and it was just it was lovely and 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 um it's a it's a it's a nice you know it's nice to be able to have that zen like yeah or experience or it's 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 good it's good for the mind it's good to help you rebuild yeah it's, it's funny to watch the last episode I saw like 
you know, you, you get a sense of like in these extreme remote circumstances, emotions come out of nowhere that maybe you didn't even realize were there. I mean, like yeah. I see, as you know, I saw you, you and kind of like get choked up, you know, like obviously you had concern for Charlie coming off of these accidents and like yeah. to be in that rough terrain, suddenly, you know, you felt it like it was in your mind, but maybe like it really didn't come to the surface until you were like in that odd circumstance. It's fascinating it, to see. It, there's absolutely something about this kind of journey that opens you up emotionally. I, I remember in Mongolia feeling that way. There's something, I don't know what it is, but you, it's to do with that time that Charlie's talking about where you, you, you just sort of, and you sort of open yourself up to the world in a way because you, you have to, you're, you're out there yeah. in it and you're, you, you're meeting people for the first time all the time and you have to be open to them. I mean, what's the point of doing this if you're not going to be? So right. there's something quite emotional about it anyway. And then, um, yeah, the, I found that I found many times of these trips. You know, always when we we work with UNICEF on these on the three trips we've done: long way round, long way down, and now long way up. We've we've partnered up with UNICEF, and they've shown us three different projects along our route on all of the three trips, and they're always emotional. Either you know, either because you're seeing kids in in very difficult situations or you're inspired by these little children because of their spirit and their heart you know we've just we've seen a lot of different projects that unicef um support or run yeah and um that those are always you know we're always blubbering away <laughs> after we're riding away from <laughs> blubbering away in our helmets to each other you know but and it's really amazing it's an amazing it's that that we've been very lucky to do because that's that's yeah you know charlie and i are both goodwill ambassadors for unicef now and that that's something that's a great honor you know well i will, I will say my, my wife works for the natural resources defense council here in the states so like it, it was pleased me to no end that you guys were promoting such a great environmental message in this and shining a light on electric bikes yeah. and, and, and climate change. I mean, it's obviously- Is she in the house just now? She is, she's working can in the I, other room. Can I meet her? Cause I've never met, I've, I've never met her. Oh, that's yeah. very sweet. I'll bring, I'll bring her in in just a second. Okay. We wrap up if that's okay. Okay, yeah. On, on, a, on a very frivolous note, um, how's the lightsaber training? Are you ready? This is a long time coming, buddy. <laughs> We've been waiting for this for a long while. Do you feel ready to get back on set and, and return to Obi-Wan? Yes. I'm very excited about I really am very excited about it. Um, it's been a long time for me coming too. I mean, we've been talking about doing it, um, Lucasfilm and Disney, and for, I don't know, four or five, more, maybe more years. And it's yeah. just taken a while to come to fruition. Um, and I'm excited about the fact that it's a series as opposed to a movie. It gives us more space. And I'm, and I'm mainly excited about it because of the Mandalorian series, which I just thought was really good. So and we're going we're gonna to adopt some of that technology that they utilized in that filming. And um, I'm working with Deb, Deborah Chow, who directed some of Mandalorian, and I'm really excited about working with her. I think she's really good. And uh, we, did a, we did a couple of tests. Um, with, when we were going to make the film earlier, we, we, um, we did some testing, and uh, it was great working with her. It was great working with her. Did you I like? I'm going to enjoy that very much. Did you like actually get into the character, or was that too premature to like do it on a, on a camera test like that? Or no, we kind of did it properly. Yeah, it was good. Oh my god, that must have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> did it was kind of a funny moment walking on set because there was a lot of the Mandalorian crew. Yeah, and I walked on, you know, and it was just like for me, it was a big moment. You know, I walked into of the dressing room. There was, there were my. Uh, there were my beige cloaks and my laps and my belts and boots. And I was like, oh my God, it was really like, it was my old costume. It was amazing. Deja vu all over again. I can't wait to see it. I'm glad it's happening. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab Johnny to say a quick hello and then I'll let you go. Right back.
wonderful. Right, I'll be interested. Be, but how wonderful that they're still together. That's lovely, isn't it? There's a lot oh, of people. Hello. <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm gonna give you a Hi. How are you? Hello. <laughs> We're loving the show. Do you like it? I love it. I love it. Oh, that's it. great. Good. I'm glad. And we loved the original too, but then just to see you guys focus on the electric bikes yeah. has been a lot of fun. You oh, great. There. Oh, that's good. Well, thanks very much. It's nice to meet you at last. Yes. I've heard, I've heard a lot about you over the years from Josh, but we've never actually met. Thank you for, uh, you know, helping it all work out. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, that. no, yeah, exactly. I was glad I could help. <laughs> Thank you. Much nice to meet you. You too. Bye now. She's either going to love me forever or hate me forever for that, you and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't you ever do that to me again. Exactly. Um, well, thank you, gentlemen. Again, I, I, as you can tell, I'm a big fan of, of both your work and, and the fact that you brought this, uh, this collabo back together one more time. Hopefully not one more time. Hopefully you'll keep doing this. Um, everybody should check it out on Apple TV+. Plus. So, yeah. so thanks for your time again, guys. Brilliant, Josh. Oh, thank you so pleasure. much. Lovely to, it was very nice to meet you and your yeah. wife as well. <laughs> thanks, Charlie. Thanks, you. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. <laughs>